listening to The Gender Rebels. I'm Kathleen, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Gender Rebels is a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. A big thanks to our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. Hey, Faith, I got a question. Sure, what's your question? Why is today's episode different from all other episodes? What a good question. Today is actually our 100th episode. 100? It's the 100th episode of the Gender Rebels. We went from 99 to 100. I can't believe it. Yeah. So actually, uh, because it's our 100th, we have a huge, huge thing to announce. What? What? Tell me. We've got a special guest. (gasps) Who is our special guest? Everyone out there, our special guest is the amazing and talented Michelle Henley. Michelle, welcome to the Gender Rebels. Hey, guys. What's up? Thank you so much for being yeah, with us today. Thank you for coming on. Gosh, we have so many Congratulations questions. Congratulations on your 100th episode. Thank you. Well, we've been working on this a while, and we've been talking to a lot of great listeners. We have a lot of great fans out there. I'm sure a lot of them are well aware of you and of your work, but for those who aren't, can you tell us a little about yourself? Okay, sure. I think a lot of people know me from my YouTube that I kind of started years back when I was starting my transition Mm. and I just blogged a ton about getting into my transition and every step I took and, you know, crying about boys in between and all that. So YouTube, but also I um, was a part of this film a couple years back called Boy Meets Girl. We are big fans. We love that film. (laughs) Thank you very much. And it's a rom-com sort of dramedy about a trans girl. Yeah. Yes, and got like good reviews. Like it did. Good, we've good actually um, we've actually talked about it on the show before. It it was very cool. You mm. did a great job, by the way. Mm. Um, actually, I thought your performance was like you you came off as super likable. That's it. Very fun. I I thought you really made the movie, and I I definitely recommend that our listeners, if they haven't seen it, absolutely check it out. Definitely. If anyone listening hasn't seen it, there is a link down below. Michelle plays Ricky, who is so funny and cute and adorable, and the whole town loves her. And please trust me, listeners, you will love this movie. Yeah. I'm so glad you guys enjoyed it, because I, I know you had, like, an episode where you were very um, critical of trans <laughs> And so when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, am I about to show up on a roast right now? Like, oh, my God. <laughs> no. Yeah, what's the um, difference, Faith? We, we know Faith is not crazy about well, uh, transgender one of the things media. we talked What's about, on? one of the things we talked about on that episode was the fact that a lot of the times cis actors play uh, trans people. Yes. And Michelle, mm-hmm. you're an actual trans person playing a trans person. And that is the kind of representation we do need to see more. That's the casting that should be happening. Yeah. Yes. Now you, but that was written and directed by a cis man, right? Correct. Eric Schaefer. But I, I will say that every step of the process of making the movie he was always checking in with me and and some other trans women that he knew just to make sure that the story rang true and that the subject matter reflected actual trans lives so i really appreciated that even though he's cis writing a trans story he definitely wanted to make sure that his sources were on point that's so important that's yeah that's so rare unfortunately but really important yeah i hope you got a writing credit (laughs) i wish (laughs) 
So what is your current project? Had you, you just finished wrapping a film? Yes, I just finished wrapping. It's a film called All the Little Things We Kill. Whoa. Uh, and I, I can't speak a whole lot about it. I, would, I just checked the IMDb and there isn't a ton of information, so I'm not going to spill anything, but the cast is phenomenal. Mm. It touches on very current, very topical subject matter, mostly mm. regarding guns. Mm. So it was an insane film to part of, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how it all comes together. Oh, it's exciting. We are looking forward to it as well. Yeah. So how did you actually start getting into acting? And then at the beginning, you mentioned that you were on YouTube. Were you drawn to acting like at a young age? Were you in theater or how did that come about? Okay, so like my whole life, my parents thought I should have been an actor. They, they were always pushing me to be in theater. But I was like, no, no. And I think a part of that, honestly, as a kid, was that I wanted to play the girl roles. Of course. But obviously, growing up, especially in Missouri, back then, it was like, no, you're going to need to play the boys. And I'm just like, I don't care. I don't want to do it. But <laughs> so what got me into acting? was Eric was look Eric Schaefer, the director of Waiting Girl, was looking for someone who fit his image of Ricky. Mm-hmm. And at the time, and this was like what, four or five, maybe six years ago, casting agencies didn't have much in terms of like a trans roster. They didn't have a lot of they weren't representing a lot of trans talent at the time. Mm-hmm. So he I remember him talking about I think he asked like Jamie Clayton. He even talked to Bailey J and a few others and, and he, they just weren't the right fit. So I swear, I think he literally went to Google and was like, transgender, <laughs> like 20 something, whatever. And then my little vlog popped up. Wow. And he, uh, he sent a message to me. And at the time, I remember, like, I really was not on top of my inbox at the time. I mean, not that I really am now, but, but back <laughs> then, I definitely wasn't checking my YouTube messages too yeah. often. One week I checked and he was like, he'd sent me a message and said, you know, do you want to be a part of this movie? And at the time, I was like, this is real suspect. Like, who is this man in my inbox asking me to be in a movie? What kind of movie could some yeah. random internet? Like, is this her just looking for susceptible young trans girl? But right. it, it checked out. It was fine. He's, like, legit. <laughs> and Boy Meets Girl was my first, like, experience with acting. And then from there, it just took off. And wow, to be star of a feature film, like, not bad. Yeah, for it's your first not at all. It's really crazy. I feel very fortunate. Definitely. To, to... Yeah. No, I, like, like we talked about, the movie Boy Meets Girl, your character, you was, I couldn't imagine, certainly, <laughs> Bailey J in that <laughs> but uh, for those who don't know, me that. I was like, oh my yeah. god, there's no way going to get this, there's just no way. <laughs> no, I, there are a lot of things about transition in that film that I think it got very right, mm. and obviously, they had good input from you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that says a lot for someone who might be working hard on their vlog or their YouTube channel or their blog. It's like, keep doing that. Keep putting that content out there because you never know who's going to be looking for that. Yeah. So true. Mm-hmm. And wait, so if there were young trans kids out there looking to get into creative fields like acting, what would be your advice to them other than to just make a YouTube blog mm. <laughs> and get and get emails well, from random guys? YouTube. Just like cry the whole time you're on camera. You know, yeah. you get booked. No, if you're serious about getting into acting, obviously just find as many projects as you can be a part of and really prepare yourself for so much rejection because that is just part of it. Even like the biggest stars, you know, like even Brad Pitt, I'm sure, I think, I would assume at one point people uh-huh. rejected him a little bit. It must um, have but it's just a part yeah. of. <laughs> It's just a part of, of the process. And as long as you 
have faith in your abilities and you maintain your sanity mm. throughout it, I think acting is, is a great opportunity for anybody who has a sort of passion. Absolutely. Yeah. So how do you maintain your sanity? Do you recommend alcohol or exercise or both or neither? Sure. Like I spend a lot of time by myself, like hiding in my apartment uh, uh, until a project comes. <laughs> Keeping a good network of people that are supportive um, and maybe even want to collaborate with you, I think is so important. It keeps your creative juices flowing. Be in class. I mean, like, I really cannot emphasize having community mm. is yeah. so important, whether it's online or off, have good people on your side. Definitely. Mm-hmm. People who've gone through the same thing or are going through it and know the good stuff and the bad stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Michelle, do you have any advice? How do you separate chasers from the good guys? So, it can be difficult sometimes because yes. there's a lot of gray area and we don't want to um, pass judgment or alienate. However, a chaser... Maybe I've just been the, the game so long that I can just sniff him out. But it's like, typically when a guy is super fixated on what's between your legs, basically just frothing at the mouth about the opportunity of getting with a tea girl or whatever, like yeah. that's a chaser. Mm-hmm. Also, I do, well, when I was single, um, I did a lot of online dating because it was just easier to kind of put myself and tell my tea and just like put it out there for people to know. Um, mm-hmm. But there are some sites I would just avoid if you're trying to stay away from chasers like tsdating.com probably not yeah you know, know the place you're gonna find love and oh that's the whole um, point transgender find love. well <laughs> i would stick with okay keep saying i would yeah. stick with um <laughs> with platforms that are not that are inclusive of trans people but that are not exclusive mm, to yeah. trans dating you know what i mean but if, if a guy's not willing to meet you in public if a guy's not willing to introduce you to his friends if you've been seeing each other for a while and if a guy is like texting you only in the middle of the night when it's convenient for him yeah um those are telling signs that he's yeah no good and if his first question is are you pre-op or post-op no oh a hundred oh or are you top bottom or first you know any Ew. of those yeah. Sort of yeah. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> are you functioning uh, are you fully functional? Like, who are these guy? people? Oh my, oh my god. god. This is what we're trying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Oh my gosh. Mm. So you mentioned like on a dating profile that you like having it out there just at the beginning, assuming of course people read dating profiles and don't just go on the pictures. Right. right. How did you first come out to your family? You know, how did you kind of figure out trans being transgender was even a thing and, and kind of come out? Cause you came out, I think very young, didn't you? Yeah. And what's so funny is they kind of knew before I, I did. I remember oh. around 14 when I just thought I was like a semi gay boy that mm. I came to my parents. I was like, like mom i'm gay and she's like are you sure you're not just like a girl and I, at the time i was like mom you don't understand you can't pass judgment on me for being gay and so i come out a few years later and she's like i told you so and then you know had a little mental breakdown but it was yeah. fine <laughs> she got through it but i came out to my parents i just kind of flat out told them. okay and then i told my sister mm. but to my extended family i i wrote a big letter and okay. i explained what being transgender explained sort of the spectrum of that can be gender versus sexuality versus mm-hmm. like like uh, your sex specifically i explained you know i make correlations between my childhood and like you know i played with dolls and i wanted to play dress up but it was more mm-hmm. than that and like so i really like laid it out in a letter and i sent it out to 
with everybody. And I made sure that I left communication open. Like, if they had questions, if they yeah. wanted you know, to talk to me, like, I was really open to that. Because I was fully convinced that I was going to lose people in my life. Yeah. And unfortunately, the reality for a lot of trans people is that families will disown them and friends will disown mm-hmm. them. So I sort of like mentally prepared myself to the best ability that a 17 year old can for something like oh that. My gosh, um, sure. yeah. But I was so shocked and so touched to find out that my whole family was very supportive. Even my grandfather. Oh, yeah. That's so, awesome. So I'm, and I, and I recommend to anybody coming out, writing a letter and just putting all your thoughts out there is great. Cause like, even unless your family, like they can read it a hundred times, they can digest it. They can, you know, look at each part. So that, that's how I did it. Yeah. I, I did letters as well. Faith I was a big fan of I was, letter. I was like in my 30s and terrified. I can't imagine doing it at 17. No. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. You're a baby. It, yeah. It, there was something cathartic about throwing it in the mailbox. Though. Oh. Like, yeah. well, there it is. They don't know. <laughs> when, I, when I came out to my sister, the first person in my family I came out to, I actually got a video. Kath shot a video of me mailing the letter. Putting like, the letter in the mailbox. In the box. Yeah. Wow, that's so interesting. Because yeah. that was the start. I was know, the that start. was yeah, the first was. big step. There's yeah. no taking it back from no. here. This the, the ball starts rolling. It'll roll slow, but it starts rolling now. And yeah. now, that moment, wow. Mm-hmm. So powerful. Yeah. yeah. So I know that you are a gamer. You like to play video games. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I've heard about a lot of uh, gamers in this community did you always have a girl avatar when you played a game? Oh my god, yes, of course. <laughs> of course. When I started playing games too, I was I started um, with a Nintendo 64, and I played Super Mario 64. And mm-hmm. I would beat that game just to see Princess Peach like appear, you know, out of the Aww. cloud, like Aww. ascend to the floor, like you saved her. And I was like, ah, Princess Peach. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> and then like later on, I found games like um, like Tomb Raider. Or mm-hmm. like uh, Metroid, or Blood Rain, or I mean, later on, if I'm Bayonetta, like there are more and more games that star female characters, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. was my obsession. Yeah, <laughs> like through all of like middle school up until I mean, like even today, like uh, that is my like my quiet place, my safe place is just playing like strong, amazing female. Asking characters. Yeah. Oh my god, uh, that's awesome. That's so. Great. That is. And I, that's that's the appeal of games. It right? is. Yeah. I I remember the you know coming across the first games where you could put your own name in, like Legend of Zelda on the old NES. You could put your own name in, and I'm like Elizabeth or whatever. Like all my friends are like my favorite names to name characters. Like back when I was like twelve, like I want to be Katrina. I want to be Serena. I want to be like these. Epic, just like beautiful names that I printed now. Yeah. And all your friends were like Steve or Bob or <laughs> yeah. whatever. Like, what are you Razor doing, man? You're like, no, I'm Veronica. <laughs> we all inspired to think. Tanya of the Highlands. Yeah. Like, leave me alone. Let me live my fantasy. Yeah. It's just a game. <laughs> oh my god. So the gaming, the gaming community as a whole, is not necessarily known for being the most progressive, inclusive, wonderful place to be. There's a lot of misogyny and things like that. How do you navigate that, like, as a trans girl, especially? Mm. So, fortunately, also, like, unfortunately, I did not get into, um, like, online play or, like, being a part of, like, um, massive, like, multi-
multiplayer RPGs or anything. Like, I didn't interact a lot with other people mm. through gaming until a little bit later in life. Um, I stream on Twitch now, and so I feel like that is the most exposure I've ever um, gotten from just being, like, like face-to-face with the gaming community. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will say I have found kind of, like, a pocket of, like, LBGT trans-specific um, um, friends in that community, cool. and it's a really cool, unique bubble because we share so many similar experiences, like playing games as children and growing up and how, like, characters affected us and how we sort of identify through those characters. So that's been really cool, especially when, <laughs> even to this day, like, I will get just these angry, like, respawn, <laughs> like, gamers show up and just throw like the nastiest stuff they can like come up with and I mean half the time it's just like you are a tranny and I'm just like yes I am and just like and they think they can insult me and I'm just like all you're saying is what I am and it's not an insult but it's not a bad thing it's actually the state of things right (laughs) actually yes took me a lot of courage to get here FYI so thank you for noticing yeah (laughs) But there is a lot of toxicity, a lot of just, like, uh, just too much aggression and, like, like, I understand there's a competitiveness between gamers, because that's what games are. You know, you work really hard to get to a certain point in your skills, and if you lose, you get salty, or when you're trying to beat somebody, like, I get that, but I don't understand how that connects with wanting to rape other people, or, like, wanting to, like... You know, just grotesque, disgusting, misogynistic things that I'm just like, what does it have anything to do with you not being able to play Kirby very well? <laughs> yeah, that's so sad. Oh my god, yeah. I don't even play, I don't even play online. I play by myself mm-hmm. because of that kind of negativity. <laughs> because of them, unfortunately. Yeah, there's enough maleness in the world. I'm okay, yeah. <laughs> So we have a link down below to Michelle's Twitch stream mm-hmm. if you guys want to catch her streaming some of her video game adventures. So definitely, Foxy Shinobi. Ooh, <laughs> very cool. All right, so we know that, like us, you are a New Yorker, and we have New York-specific questions. So if we have any listeners who don't live in New York, that's okay. If you ever visit, this might come in handy. But my first question is, what's like of the touristy things in New York City. What's one of the fun ones? What's the one you like to do? What's the one you bring visitors to? Okay, so when people tell me they want to go, like, walk the Statue of Liberty, I'm like, listen, I have a much better idea, and Mm -hmm. that is to literally take the Staten Island Ferry. Yeah. Yes. Because it's free, and you just sit on there, and you get pretty close to the Statue of Liberty, and you realize, oh, she's not as big as, like, they make her out to be. (laughs) And it just gets, you're like, hey, Liberty, what's up? And you can, like, drink on it, and you can, like, go to Staten Island, but then (laughs) always turn right back around. Right. (laughs) Go back into um, uh, the financial district of Mm -hmm. Lower Manhattan. So that's a really good one, especially if you're cheap like me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's for, good for anyone, even if yeah. you're not cheap. But yeah, that's yeah. my family members when they visit have ridden that a couple of times. They oh yeah, love it. It's so fun and it's free. How it is, is it possible? I don't it's know. Still free. It is. <laughs> What's the best? This is a really contentious question. So if we start any online arguments, people just <laughs> so have to deal with is, this. Yeah. But what's what's the best pizza in New York City? Okay. <clears throat> All right. So in my opinion, there are two categories of pizza when you come to New York. There is the pizza that you 
you know, put on your dinner vest and you go and you sit at a white tablecloth <laughs> and they present it and they ask if you want extra cheese and it's a whole, just, it's a whole thing. It's your meal. Yes. Yeah. Um, and for that, I say, and this could just be because I'm in Brooklyn, mm. but there's a place called L&B, Spumoni Gardens. Um, it's on the way to Coney Island. In fact, mm. it's probably, like, I'm deep in Brooklyn. It's really not that far from me. Um, <laughs> They are amazing because they have like a whole restaurant side that you can go in and order. They have a, a huge, full, amazing menu, but of course you go for the pizza. Of course. Um, and they do a thick Sicilian slice and mm. bake it to the most, to the T, where mm. it's, it's like, I don't know, like an inch and a half thick. It's like golden and crusty on the bottom, but like soft through the middle and it's topped with like cheese and I think sausage on top. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But they also have a takeout side. So if you, and I swear, if you just walk up to the window and you're like, I need a large cheese pizza, like they just hand it to you because they're constantly pumping them out. Whoa, they got the turnover so fast. They do. It's so good. And they also make their own Spumoni ice cream, which is bomb. I recommend it's pistachio flavor. Oh, um, so that is, that is that uh, category. Of pizza. Yeah, we got to take a trip there. So I kind of yeah. want to. Yeah. And, and to the listeners, there's a link down below and, and we'll see you there because, wow, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, you said two and kinds of pizza, though. There's also, so at three in the morning, <laughs> you have been to, you don't know how many bars, you kind of forget what part of town you're in, but <laughs> hungry. And barefoot. <laughs> probably barefoot. Like, I don't know where the other shoe is, but we're here at this pizza place and it is your quintessential dollar New York slice. Mm. And there's so many of these. I really couldn't tell you the best one. There's a few different chains. The one that comes to mind is called Two Brothers. Um, They have a few locations. But that dollar slice is going to be everything for you. It's like the size of your face. You've got to fold it. Like, it's perfect. Like, that, just perfect. Yeah, and it hasn't been, and because they go through it so fast, it hasn't been sitting there all day like other pizzeria pizza. Speaking of fresh pizza. Yeah. 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 And for our for our listeners, if you're new to this, you can get toppings, but that cheese—it's <laughs> those cheese slices that are coming and going. It yeah. is so fresh and so hot and so good. And it, little parmesan, yeah. little little red pepper. Yeah, and uh, you won't be quite as hungover the next day. Yes. And if yeah. you don't want to sound like an out of towner, call it a regular slice. It's oh, not a there cheese we go. Slice. Get a regular. It's a regular. Because <laughs> everything else here is irregular. Yeah. Irregular, yes. <laughs> What's the wait? What's the what then? What's the absolute best just food? And that's a tall order for it's, a question. This is a hard question. But then, you're on here because we need we need to challenge you. So. <laughs> yes. I'm not even kidding when I say I'm a huge hermit. Like I rarely leave my home. So like, yeah. let me think of the two places I've ever been to in the past. <laughs> Both um, of them. Food. It really depends on what kind of cuisine you're going for. I mean, obviously you're gonna find great Italian food. Like, don't, I can't even get into an argument. I feel like the mafia will find me. Just like, <laughs> I can tell you. But, like, um, if you're looking for the best gyro, that's a huge thing for me. Yeah. I love gyros. They mm-hmm. call them gyros out here, but don't listen. It's a gyro. It is a gyro. Mm-hmm. Or a gyro, if you're trying to be real quick about it. But, <laughs> like, you can definitely go to, like, your corner halal stand. Yeah. And it'll, you know, all right. Maybe questionable, but that's what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, the best is going to be out in Queens. And there's a couple different places out there. Um, I swear one B. Oh, BZ. Like busy. But it's called like BZ. BZ. Um, BZ. Food place that they have. Just probably one of the best heroes I've ever oh. had. Oh my God. I'm getting is that, it's probably a, Is that in Astoria? Or is that? I think so. I think okay. it is. A, yeah. 
Okay, cool. Link down below. Link down below. All also. the listeners. <laughs> yeah. Um, I kind of want to. I kind of want to. A gyro. A gyro now. A gyro. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Uh, honestly, there's some bad gyros. I call it thing. a gyro. No, it's that's French. wrong in every possible way. <laughs> <laughs> the S is silent because it's French. Yes. No. <laughs> oh yeah, a, a good a good gyro is hard to find, but yeah. now we're we're heading out to BZ's. Uh huh. Totally. Yeah. All right. Who would you get to play you in the movie of your life? Uh, and you can't say yourself, although, you know, like, for part of the movie, you can play yourself. But who else would play you? Um, oh, I'm, like, thinking of the girls who I would, like, really want to play me. But then I'm like, no, let's be realistic. About <laughs> 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 like, we don't... the yeah. limit. Get who you You're want. a movie star, Michelle. Uh, hey, come on. <laughs> you can... Um, well, this is a really tough question. Um... Oh, nobody is coming right to mind at the moment. Um, I would want—I honestly would want like a trans actress. I think. Yeah. Yes. Um, and if I was to, you know what? There's this girl named Eve Lindley, Ooh. and she's so talented. I run into her at like every casting, like <laughs> audition that I'm at, and she's yeah. like so beautiful. Um, so either Eve Lindley or maybe Hari Ness. Okay. Um, Ooh, yes. But yeah. I feel like Hari is like kind of above me, you know, like <laughs> stratosphere. So it'd be kind of a gag if she did put me. But either of those two, I'd be pretty happy. With. All right, hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Gorgeous girls. Yeah. All right. What's your favorite like mystery or unsolved thing or unsolved happening or, or conspiracy, conspiracy theory? Conspiracy theories. Oh my god. Okay. So. There's a few conspiracy theories that I'm so convinced are real that mm. I don't even, like, think of them as, like, conspiracies anymore. Like, 9-11, fully an inside job. Oh. Like, it's not even, like, in my mind, I was like, no, 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 that's not a conspiracy. It's just, it's truth. It's what happened. Um, aliens, I fully believe exist. Yeah, are there, yes. But the one conspiracy that really, like, messes with my head is the Man- Mandela effect. Do you guys know oh. about this? Yes. Oh, I've read about this man. online, yeah. Yes. So Wait, what's the, what's, yeah, what's the yeah, Mandela effect? Explain to the listeners, yes. So, it's named after this, a whole lot of people thought Nelson Mandela died 30 years before he did, mm. but as it turns out, like, in history, like, he did, he, did, he died fairly recently, like, in the past 10, 10, 15 years, I think. Yeah. And yeah. it was such, like, a mind fuck for, for so many people, they were like, yeah. there's no way. So it was named after that, but there's a couple other really well-known instances, like, for our generation, I think the Bernstein Bears. Yeah. I, yes. I always thought they were Bernstein, but no, they are. Yeah, a hundred percent. Bernstein Bears. Berenstein. No, yes. it's not. What? It's I crazy. had to. I had to go to the children's department of the public library because I was sure everyone's messing with me. It's some internet gag. Yeah. It is Bernstein Bears. It's yeah. an A at the end. Impossible. It's just it can't be. It can't I know. Be. So the way that they try to explain this, like, Man- Mandela effect, is um, that we are experiencing, like, a crossover of parallel universes mm. or something like that. And we're, like, in an altered timeline. Yeah, when they turned CERN course. on in 2012. 2012. This is when this all CERN, started to happen? CERN in Switzerland, the, the big particle accelerator, they turned it on and it split us into an alternate timeline. We're not in the right timeline anymore. That's why we're not remembering these things right. I miss the other timeline. The other How time- do I go back? That's the question. Can I turn off 
CERN. That's what we need to do. <laughs> Let's go to France. <laughs> Here we go, guys. Episode 100. We are bringing it back. Yeah. <laughs> the it was the the whole time. And boy, do we miss Nelson yeah. Mandela. You're right. That one, that's such a weird one because it's, it's collective yes. wrong yeah. memories. It's... Okay. And like the, one of the craziest ones is like one of the most famous lines in all of cinema. And it's from Star Wars. Everybody remembers this line as Luke, I am your father. But that's not the line. Even the actors were tripped up about this because they thought, they're like, no, I said Luke, I am your father. No. <laughs> I was there. Oh, yeah. Right. She was like, I made the line happen. Like, <laughs> but I'm, I'm telling you, this Mandela effect, this is a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's the Vader, line? Darth Vader says, no, I am your father. Yep. He doesn't say Luke. He doesn't say Luke, I, I am, am your, father. your father. He says, no, I am your father. Life is a lie, as we know it. Like, it this is. is. This is my memories. How could <laughs> they be wrong? It's crazy. It's because the past changed. The past changed. And my yes. mind stayed the same. Indeed. I've heard the same also thing about we... play it again, Sam. He never says in Casablanca, play it again, Sam. No. What? He says, play it, Sam. <gasps> oh, I know. So many things. I'm done. I quit. Done. <laughs> it's crazy. Get back to our timeline. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that one. That's a spooky one. I still, we gotta figure that out. Yeah. Well, CERN. We... CERN. So lastly, I think I think we, we, we don't want to take up too much of your time, but if there were a 12 or 13 year old kid out there and they are thinking they might be trans, they're not sure, they're confused, they don't really know what to do or what this means for their life, what would be your advice for them? Well, if you think you're trans, you probably are, but it is important that you give yourself the time and the space to figure that out. There's no rush to know it, especially if you're like 12 or 13, like that is the time to explore who you are and to make mistakes or to try things. Um, because I, at least I remember with my own transition, when I really figured out that these problems that I've been experiencing my whole life, sort of like disconnection I was having in myself, when I recognized that as being transgender, I wanted to make sure that if I pursued transition, that I would take every step Slowly, methodically, I would really, yeah. you know, make a conscious decision with every step I took. You know, it was like, mm -hmm. I bought a little makeup. I started wearing clothes a little differently, but I didn't immediately jump into, well, I must be a woman, so I need to be on the hormones, I need the surgeries, all right now, all right now, all right now. Really mm -hmm. give yourself time to explore, because, I mean, what if you are trans? What if you're just gender variant? Or what yeah. if you just, you know, want to change up your wardrobe, or you feel more comfortable, you know identifying as something besides trans. Just give yourself the space and the freedom to be completely yourself. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does that make sense? That's smart. Yeah. Totally. That's yeah. totally smart. And I think that's such great advice because in a lot of cases, from what I've read, you know, haven't lived it, but like people who are just figuring this out are, are, are just sort of overwhelmed with, well, I guess this means hormones and surgery. Like guys, it, it doesn't just, just take some time, yeah. read some books, talk to some people, figure it out. There is no rush. There is no deadline. But, yeah, you know, you, you, you know something about yourself. Mm -hmm. Explore that. And being transgender does not mean you have to transition. Mm -hmm. Not everyone who is transgender transitions. It's, mm -hmm. you know. And hopefully everyone who transitions is trans. 
transgender. Because <laughs> otherwise, they're not going to have a fun time. Or something, something's well, wrong in the process yeah. there. Yeah. You don't want to be that person who has to detransition. I mean, everybody has their own journey, but, you know, if you can avoid yeah. it, you know. I mean, the expense alone. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. yeah. But it's, it's no rush. I, I remember thinking, like, when I, before I, I came out, that I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to need to get all these surgeries. I'm going to need to do all this stuff. And like now that I'm out, I'm like, oh, my God, I have my whole life. I have yes. decades to handle all this stuff. Yes. And so. I could get it or not or think about that or not. And, yeah, there's no rush. Yeah. But just it. accepting yourself kind of is who you are. Mm-hmm. And I, I, yeah. It's, and if we can step. decouple the idea of being trans from this whole huge checklist of medical and psychological things, it's, just, yeah. Slow down. It's not a, not, not a race. Because yeah. if you are trans, then, then what? You are. Mm-hmm. Great. You know, and then just take it from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do as much or as little as you feel comfortable or safe doing yeah. at the time. Well, excellent. Yeah. Well. Well, Michelle, thank you so, yeah. so much. We thank cannot you thank you enough. for sharing our um, 100th episode with us. And yes. I, I hope that one day, since we're all New Yorkers, we can go get a beer at Stonewall or something sometime. Or, or a gyro. Oh, or a gyro. So and a gyro. Yes. A gyro. <laughs> Y'all, no, this was, like, really, really fun. You guys had really amazing questions. Aww, and I thank you. so honored to be a part of your 100th episode. That is oh. so cool. Congratulations. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank it's it's so been much. wonderful, and uh, you've been really awesome during this whole uh, this whole long, 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 long process <laughs> that we've been through. <laughs> it's been a fun process, all the same. Okay, good. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much, Michelle. Thank you, all of our listeners, for sticking with us through a hundred episodes. And here's to one hundred more great episodes. hundred more. Yeah. Well, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, Michelle Henley, for being on our show and everyone check out the links down below for a lot of michelle's great work definitely 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 check out. absolutely all right well thanks for listening and thank you michelle thank you guys bye, bye. everyone if you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making more great content go to patreon.com forward slash gender rebels. We have many different levels of support and lots of great rewards, including drinks with the gender rebels at Stonewall. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes. That makes it easier for other people to find us. And send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com or find us on Twitter at the gender rebels. Music for the gender rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Follow the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for all our episodes, visit genderrebels.com. The Gender Rebels is a comeback sync production copyright 2018. All rights reserved. And to all you gender rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye. Bye.